What's up, millionaires? It's Quinn Alexandria, host of the Millionaire Mom Diaries, and this is a podcast where we focus on faith, family, and how could we not talk about finance and freedom. As always, my goal is to add value to your life, inspire your faith, encourage you to seek healthy relationships, not only with yourself, but with others too, and advocate for your financial literacy. All of which I hope will set you free and lead you to pursue your God-given purpose on this earth. Okay, so let's get it. In this week, it's all about fiscal literacy. I'm very passionate about this topic because it greatly impacts Black and Latina people across the nation, and it's a cause that I know I'm called to serve. So I'm leaning in and hoping that you'll receive this information, that you'll allow it to bless you, and let it be a mirror. Check yourself, the environment you're currently in, and challenge yourself to embark on a journey of self-reflection and improvement so that you can truly become more powerful on and in whatever your purpose may be. So let's get to it. Black Enterprise, CNN, Forbes, and many other resources have all reported out that by the year 2054, the average Black person will have a negative or zero net worth if current trends continue. What are those trends? Lower paying jobs, continually carrying a high amount of consumer debt, taking out student loans, not being homeowners, and not investing our money. The average salary in America right now is $53,000, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. But Forbes reported out in 2021 that 43% of Black workers earn less than $30,000 per year, and they highlighted how we are overrepresented in low-paying jobs. The average salary of a Black person across the nation is $42,000, and 42% of our Black men make $38,000 or less. I'm just blown away by this. But let's unpack it. So the article goes on to state that more than 35% of all nursing assistants are Black, about one-third of all security guards and school bus drivers are Black, and the median sal- salary for those jobs are between $23,000 and $26,000. The other thing that the article pointed out that was more alarming to me is that many of the low-paying type jobs that are held by Black people, including cashiers, janitors, cooks, and retail salespeople, could be disrupted by automation and digital technology advancements in the next few years. So I want you to think about self-checkout. I want you to think about these little Roomba robots that clean up the floors or in corporate buildings. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They put the the thing that cleans the floor in the hallway and just let, let it run on its own. Those things put about 6.7 million Black workers or 42% of our labor force at high risk. Jobs subject to be annihilated by 2030. So that tells me that we need new skills and we need them quickly. 
Ultimately, we're leaving $220 billion on the table here. That's how much we could gain in annual wages if we pursued and obtained higher income careers consistent with our representation in the population. And also, if racial pay gaps are eliminated within similar occupations, which I think there are some things that we could work on there that, you know, that we could take control of. But let's look at science, technology, engineering, and math, which are the higher paid careers. If we look at physicians, 5% of physicians across America are black. If we look at software developers, 4.5% of software developers across America are black. If we look at students that are currently enrolled in computer science and engineering um, education programs, 6% of them are black. That is a very low number. That is less than 10% of us and near, I mean, pretty much 5% or less if we take an average of that. But I do want to shine the light here a little bit. If we do look at career and entrepreneurship, the number one rising entrepreneur in America right now is a black woman. And 42% of those women are single mothers. That's pretty incredible. I also want to point out that the median net worth of the black American is about one eighth of what it is for a white American. So I think with all of these numbers that I'm throwing at you, you're starting to get the point. I attended a real estate conference a couple weeks ago virtually, and one of the leaders in our industry stated something that I want to repeat back to you in the context of this episode. 100% of the people listening to this podcast, myself included, will make enough money in their lifetime to be wealthy, and only 3% of us actually will be, and it's 100% because of the decisions that we make. Money flows in and out of our lives but how we treat that exchange makes all the difference. And there's so much truth that resonated with me in him saying that, and it was really life-changing. I know this is something that we don't even think about. How Ask yourself right now, how much money have you made over the past 10 years, over the past decade? I want you to add it up. As I reflected on this in the context of my own life, I've made almost a million dollars since I started consistently working a full-time job in 2009. So I'm looking at about, what, 12 years there, 12 to 13 years since we're at the end of this year. And being honest with you, I do have assets to show for it, but I do want to say this, that I could absolutely have so much more to show for all my work than I actually do. But I want to encourage everyone listening that all of this information is meant to help us not to tear us down. We need to be using this knowledge and understanding of this data as power and apply it in the context of our own lives. Here are some things that I think we could do that will really help us overcome these statistics. The first one is get clarity on higher paying career options and start pursuing things that are higher paid that we're actually passionate about. The second thing I think we need to do is get rid of consumer debt and really start getting um, ruthless with our money. We need to stop taking out student loans and private loans and start paying off any student debt that we have. We need to become owners. 
We have to own more assets than we do liabilities. And one of the biggest things, I would say number five, would have to be we've got to learn how to invest our money and actually start investing it. I really feel strongly that these five things will change our lives, not only our lives, but the lives of our children and their children. And I also want to point out this is a call to action for a mindset change in our culture and in our community as well. I think what we really need to start doing is mastering the value of things that appreciate and generate income for us and stop engaging in consumerism. If you think about it, in 2054, we'll be at retirement age and our kids will be about our age, give or take, right? So what this says to me is that our legacy is at risk, it's under attack, our children, their children, and the generations to follow if we don't do something about this. I'm so passionate about this that in the middle of my own journey to build wealth and a legacy for my family, in the middle of my story, I'm going to extend myself to this cause and help as many people as I can to rewrite their story. We can all learn and grow alongside one another and support each other on this journey because it is not easy. I'm also going to be taking the next couple of weeks to touch on each of the five solutions that I mentioned today. So if you care about your life, the lives of your children and your legacy, please share this podcast. Please share the episode. Tell your friends and know that with God, you all, nothing is impossible. We've got a lot of work to do and we've got to start holding each other accountable. It's time to shift the culture and overcome the status quo. Love, glory, and peace to you always.